should not believe that. Hello, this is Melissa Libby, and you are listening to Mom Treading Water. So, you have a leaky pipe. You call a plumber. He comes over, and you're trying to explain to him where the leak is. All he does is go, yeah, 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 okay, okay, and start to do his own thing. You're trying to explain again. He goes, yeah, 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 whatever. And that's frustrating. So he does his work. He's on his way. You go to use your faucet and you still have the leak. Are you going to hire that plumber again? Of course, you're not going to hire that plumber again. Not only do you still have the exact same problem, you just dished out all this cash. But most importantly, he didn't listen to what you had to say. So why, when we choose our doctors, do we keep going back to doctors or medical professionals that we are not in sync with? But before we get to that, if this is your first time listening to Mom Treading Water, thank you very much for your time today. For those who are returning, as always, my gratitude. I appreciate you giving me this time every week. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with your family and friends. You're also able to share on our Facebook group, Mom Treading Water. So let's get to it. Huge pet peeve of mine is when doctors or medical professionals don't listen or they dismiss anything that I might have to say. And it has taken me years, and I truly mean years, to be able to have all the amazing doctors and medical professionals that help in my health. And I say help because if I don't do my part, if I don't do what they ask of me, then it's useless. And I don't think it's uncommon for people to say that they've had experiences of not being heard or just brushed off or insufficient care, whether that's for yourself or your child, your spouse, even if you're trying to assist a parent. My husband and I have definitely had the experience of firing a doctor. And I'm using the word firing because you are no longer needing their services. You're no longer paying them. They're no longer your partner. And there's nothing wrong with firing a doctor. It's kind of like dating. The doctor can be a good doctor and you're a good person, but maybe together you don't work so well. But this is why I think we have a great relationship with our PCP. She always listens. She helps us explore options. She is comfortable saying, you need to go see a specialist. I'm not the expert in this area. And for us, that holds so much weight because she doesn't allow her ego to take precedent over us getting the best healthcare possible. I see a diabetes nurse specialist because I have type 1 diabetes. I've had it for 27 years. Very blessed, no complications, doing great. But there was a point where I was feeling extremely fatigued and she ran some tests and those all came back normal and I tried to blow it off and she was not having it. She was like, absolutely not. She's like, these are concerns that you have right now and we need to address them. We need to see why you're feeling this way. Our kid's pediatrician is the exact same way. We are always able to speak to him frankly, honestly, and there's never judgment. And he actually talks to the kids. And again, my children are small. They're four and five years old, but he talks to them. He'll interact with us as well, but he's always respectful of my children. He works with us in finding solutions. He's 
a sounding board. We feel so blessed that we have the relationship with him that we do. Now, if you've ever had a bad dentist, you know it's horrific and it scares you from going back to the dentist again. I mean, the dentist is intimidating on its own. So at a bad dentist there, you feel like you're in a little shop of horrors and it's going to be a crazy person. It's a whole new level. But I love my dentist. First of all, he is just a super nice person. He's great. He always discusses his wife and his family. He is never judgmental. He's always optimistic. And he is the only dentist who was ever asked in more details about my diabetes to make sure it was in control before he would do certain work. He wanted to make sure I was in a healthy state. First time that has ever happened with the dentist. He was floored when I told him that. But all of these people share similar characteristics. They're never demeaning. They're never condescending. And most importantly, they listen. They listen to what we have to say. And they don't brush it off. And I feel like that should just be an obvious thing, that doctors will listen to you. But that isn't always what happens. They let their ego get in the way. They don't try to play God. They're people, and they're down to earth, and they're approachable. We are very comfortable with them. And that is how every patient should feel. My primary care physician one time said to me, when you're in this room, you are the most important person in this room. That's it. No discussion. Because I had had a not so great situation with a previous ophthalmologist. At that point, I had had type 1 diabetes about 20 plus years, and he also brought in medical students to teach them. Absolutely no issue with that. Everyone needs an opportunity to learn. So he's looking at my eyes after they've been dilated, and he is saying to her, look, look, can't you see what, what, you can't see that? Look, look, I'm sitting there freaking out. I'm like, oh dear God, I'm going blind. And I ask him, I'm like, what are you seeing? And his response was, you can wait, sir. You are way over an hour late for this appointment. And that is a habitual behavior. You're so disrespectful. And you just gave me a mini heart attack. So after my heart attack, he finally tells me everything looks fine. My eyes were great. So he couldn't have told me that in that moment. They could have taken an hour to look at my eyes so she could learn. Didn't care about that. Had he just said, no, everything looks fine. I'm just trying to explain something to her. Is that okay? He didn't even have to say, is that okay? But he didn't need to be a jerk. So needless to say, Dr. Jerk was fired. But more recently... I had this weird thing happening at the bottom of my foot, especially when I would run. And again, having type 1 diabetes for 27 years, you, you do get a little concerned about things like that. So I went to go see a podiatrist. Let me start. She was a super nice person. She was polite and kind and all that good stuff. Now, when I did walk into her office, it was essentially a storefront. It was like when you walk into a salon... And they have all the shampoos and all the hair products, kind of like, you know, that style. But I had never been to a podiatrist, so I'm like, okay, maybe this is the norm, whatever, I'll let it go. So they take the standard x-rays and she looks at it and she tells me she thinks I have a strain or a tear in the bottom of my foot. 
and then eventually I'll need surgery. Now, I have never been hospitalized a day in my life, with the exception of when I was born. All of the options she gave me were not covered under insurance. Specifically, it was a laser treatment. Then she did some taping on my foot. I had to go back a week later, and the pain was so much worse. I mean, it was like excruciating pain. She said, you know what? Let's just keep going with the laser. Let's see what happens. And then she said, let's try to tape it again. So she doesn't even tape my foot the second time. Her technician tapes it for me. The third visit I go in, she's like, maybe it's something else. Let's do the final laser treatment. We'll see how that works. I absolutely put my foot down to getting taped. Then she tells me I need to go in and get an MRI. Again, a procedure that is minimally covered by our insurance plan. So fine, I go in and get the MRI. Now, she told me I could also consider surgery as an option again, or she could do this other type of shot that was completely not covered and cost $800. So at this point, she wants to charge me $800 for, for the shot. It was another 300 or so that the laser treatment cost. And that is not even including any of the co-pays that I had to pay. So finally, on my final appointment with her, now at that point, she didn't realize it was going to be our final appointment. I kept saying, what can I do here? Can I ice my foot? Should I elevate my foot? Should I put heat on my foot? Should I be taking something? Asking over and over. And she's like, well, you know, and I'm like, girl, you are not confident. Not one single dang bit. So that was like huge, huge, huge red flag, especially since I was in more pain than when I walked in. So we decided that I was going to try a boot on my foot to see if that would help. And again, the technician came in to put the boot on, show me how to use it. And I asked about the insurance and she said it was considered a medical device. I said, great, that's actually covered under my insurance. We have good insurance in those terms. So I go out and she looks the doctor and they make a face like a, I think I'm being sly, but I'm anything but. And she was like, oh, they, she said that this is covered. And they're like, okay, great. That felt like a huge red flag. Come to find out she does accept my insurance, but it's not like an actual contract. And I don't fully understand it. I just saw all my insurance claims and a lot of the ones from her were marked that they were entered incomplete or all of these other things that just were not consistent with what I was seeing with the other claims I had from seeing other types of doctors. Now, I'm definitely not an expert in this area. There could be uh, a very logical reasoning for it. But again, it was something that just made me feel super uneasy. Obviously, I go and get a second opinion. And we're going to call him Dr. Angel because he was awesome. I go in again, they do the x-rays, no storefront. I think they had like in their little window, there was like one foot lotion you could buy, but that was pretty much it. So he looks at my foot, we talk and I tell him what had happened before. I got so emotional and he was so kind about it because I looked like a lunatic. And he was like, I want to tape your foot a different way. The way that they did yours is not the technique that I use. And he explains on and on what he did. Yeah. Two days, it felt so much better. There was still discomfort. 
So he tells me, he's like, he's like, I think you have an aroma. So I go back to my second appointment. We talk out the other options and I end up getting a cortisone shot in the bottom of my foot, which is covered by insurance. Just so you know, get my little shot. A couple of days later, my, my foot is feeling so much better. I go back for my final appointment and he was like, you don't need to see me unless you have any other problems. So I wrapped up with him to maybe three appointments and one tenth of the cost. My foot felt better. Most importantly, he didn't do any damage to my foot. And he listened. He listened to what I had to say. He understood my frustration. Because also this other doctor told me I wasn't to run, to sit as much as I could. I couldn't even go on hikes with my kids. And again, my kids are small. It's not like we're going on these crazy, strenuous hikes. But the point of all of that is I should have trusted my instincts. When things started to feel like, obviously they were not getting better, they were getting completely worse. I should have cut everything off right there at that point. I should have been like, we're done. And I completely understand sometimes why people have to stay with doctors. I mean, it could be because of your insurance or finances, or if you need certain types of specialists or where you're geographically located. I mean, there could be numerous reasons why you aren't able to move on. But if you have a doctor, if you have a medical professional that you are not clicking with, if you do not want that second date, it is time to find a new doctor. They need to be your partner. They need to work with you. They need to listen to you. Because if you can't feel comfortable with that one person, if you can't speak freely, or you feel like you're not being listened to, or even possibly a level of dishonesty on how they make medical decisions. You have to move on. You don't have to tell them you're moving on. You just go, mm-hmm, okay, thank you. And then you move on. You need to ghost that doctor that you are not clicking with. And that is okay. Because again, like dating, they can be good people. You're a good person. You are just not good together. Just not a good match. So take a look at the people who are part of your medical team. Do they listen to you? Do you feel heard? Do you feel unjudged? Is it a partnership? If you don't feel comfortable, consider moving on. If you do have a great medical team, and again, I'll be truthful, it takes a lot of work to find all the right people. Appreciate them. Sing their praises. Because they are only human. You think about the amount of stress they have on them. And like every other person... They appreciate a thank you. I appreciate you doing your job. I appreciate you being truthful. I appreciate you listening to me. So for good or for bad, come on to our Facebook group. Again, that's Mom Treading Water, and I will include a link in the episode notes. Share your experiences. Good doctors, bad doctors. What did you learn from that experience? Have you ever fired a doctor? Did you feel guilty about it? Yeah, whatever you want to share would be great. And also, please, 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 if you could share Mom Treading Water with anyone that might find this interesting, it would be so helpful for me. And I really do appreciate all the support. Thank you again for listening. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And until next time.